been a pretty big week. We had three incredible streaks get broken this week. The Cleveland Browns won a football game for the first time in something like two years. Tiger Woods won a golf tournament for the first time in something like five years. And the Ottawa Senators did something embarrassing for the first time in about four days. Pierre, <laughs> what's the number one thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators? We're a team. As part of the national celebration in Canada of Craft Hockeyville, Pierre Dorian, the GM, was interviewed there. You just heard it. He was being interviewed by Sportsnet, I believe it was. And basically, they asked him a really simple question, which was, what are you excited about the team, as you just heard? And he just could not come up with an answer for the longest time. Now, there is something to be said. When when you think about it, right, you probably had a bunch of things bouncing around in your head. So give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just didn't come up with the right answer quickly. But to say, uh, we're a team, really... <laughs> <laughs> really falls right in line with kind of what's been happening in in that town and uh, and with that organization. So, what do you guys think here? Is uh, I don't know. Are, are we just ripping on the senators too hard, or is it really as bad as it well, seems? Well, we're ripping on them. I don't know if it's too hard, but I have to give I have to give him the credit for this. He's on message because that's been their <laughs> mo yeah. so far is yeah. to make embarrassing statements. So he's right on message. And yeah. My favorite part was the four. They they timed it. It's four seconds where he says nothing, and then the first thing he says is, we, well, "Well, we're a team." I, I think that's pretty awesome. If you're if you're again if you're a Senators fan, you got to be pretty excited that you have a team. Hey, it's something to be excited about. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I just don't think he got the memo as far as what the marketing moniker is this year because he left for San Jose a week earlier. Oh. Welcome to Sound of Hockey, episode three. Very exciting. We are coming to you live. Well, not really live because it's a podcast. But we're, we're live. <laughs> we're live in person in Bardown Studios in Seattle, the Ballard area. We had some big stuff happen today. This is We're recording this on Monday, and uh, all three of us, Andy, John, and myself, we were at the city council meeting today. So lots to talk about there. Before we get into that, we wanted to mention that we actually had a couple of reviews come in on iTunes, which is really exciting. By the way, we are now available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and where else are we available? Google, Google Play, Play, I think. Lots of different places. So if you have any kind of device you can find us, make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast listening platform you prefer and uh, make sure to leave us a review as well. So on iTunes, we had two reviews come in. First one was from Seattle Al. It says, it's about time. Thanks, guys. So very profound stuff there from Seattle Al. Thank you. We also had Supermarket Giant say... <laughs> he said, actually a pretty good show. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, especially with the grassroots movement of NHL to Seattle, but this is a solid, well-produced show. I like that the show is not only about Seattle NHL news, but I do like that they will keep me up to date on what news transpires surrounding that. I'm glad we get to hear other NHL news too. He also goes on to say that uh, he was a little disappointed that we haven't let the listeners get to know us a little bit. So we thought we'd start by doing that. So hi, everyone. I'm Darren Brown. I live in Seattle and I like hockey. And I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota as a lifelong hockey player and huge Minnesota Wild fan. So, But uh, I've joined John's cause here, who's my one of my friendly co-hosts on the NHL to Seattle front, helping to, trying to help to bring a team to this great city. So uh, that's kind of about me. I also write uh, for a, a site called hockeywilderness.com, which is a, an SB Nation site that covers the Minnesota Wilds. So uh, if you're a Minnesota Wild fan, you can also find me there. And you can find me on Twitter at Darren Fun Brown. And uh, that's pretty much what there is to know about me. John, 
What do we need to know about you? Uh, my name's John Barr. I've been doing the NHL to Seattle for eight plus years now. Uh, Andy can attest to that. I love hockey too. Uh, but one thing about me that people don't realize is I, I learned it, learned to watch it and play it as an adult and um, just fell in love with it. Kind of started to fall in love with it in college and the city I was living in, Reno, Nevada, got ice. And so I started playing hockey at about 27. Now I play three or four times a week. Just love it. Always wanted a team here. I, when I moved here, I just thought there there should be a team here. I thought it was a much fertile, uh, much more fertile ground than the Bay Area where I grew up and, and thought, this would be a perfect city. Now, I've been boring people to death for about 10 years talking about it, but it looks like end is near and, and we might have a team sooner or later. Knock on wood. Yep. And and I'm Andy Eide and uh, I, I've known John for about seven, eight years now since he started his blog. And uh, I got into hockey probably 1988. A kid showed up in my high school over in Kirkland and he was here to play for the Seattle Thunderbirds, which was confusing to us because we didn't understand that. But he talked us into going to a game and about midway through the first period, I, I couldn't believe I, I'd been missing this my whole life and hadn't been doing this. And from there, I found the NHL and I've been a fan ever since. And uh, you can see me. I cover the Thunderbirds now. Uh, I have the first seven, this is my seventh season covering the Seattle Thunderbirds for ESPN Seattle. Uh, I spent a couple of years writing for Sportsnet up in Canada. Um, I've been on a million different podcasts. I uh, was one time on TV, that which was scary, but I did that as well. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Andy Ide. The last name is E-I-D-E. Cool. All right. So that's us. Hopefully that helps uh, give you some understanding of who we are and, and what we're doing here. And as always, you know, we are very much open to feedback from, from our listeners. We want you guys to enjoy the show, obviously. So feel free to reach out to us through Twitter or put those comments with your, obviously, five-star review. Five-star <laughs> only, please. That, please. Five-star only. <laughs> I, think and, only uh, I think it only lets you give a five-star review. Yeah, Correct. If, yeah, if you want to give less, don't bother. Yeah, you shouldn't even you. try to give less because yeah. it won't let you. So, uh, But anyway, thank you so much for the reviews to those who have and thanks to those of you who have subscribed. Uh, again, please make sure to jump on the subscription bandwagon. We had a lot of stuff happen here. Where should we start, you guys? I, do we want to start with the city council meeting today? I feel like that's pretty important news for those of us here in Seattle. Well, you know, there's two big news stories today. Okay. Right. And that was one of them, certainly right. in the NHL Seattle front. But a little Philadelphia news, oh. I thought. Maybe we'd, we'd lead with the Philadelphia news. Okay. So you're saying more important than the city council meeting was- I wouldn't say more important, okay. but- um, It's more fun. More okay. fun, maybe. <laughs> All right. So I think what you're alluding to might be the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> unveiled their orange monstrosity known as Gritty the Mascot. Uh, <sighs> this thing looks like an if they made it of the Philadelphia fanatic and- I would say maybe Grimace, the <laughs> McDonald's mascot of yesteryear. Do you guys think that's about accurate? Yeah, I, I, I think I refer to it as a, as a terrifying orange plush nightmare. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, there is some, just it really lit up the hockey Twitter today, the unveiling. He, the Gritty, the mascot, is this, he's like a weird orange furry thing with a fully orange furry face. And when he when he spun around to first reveal himself, he had these googly eyes that kind of spun. And I'm trying to like recreate it right now, but you can't see that because it's a podcast. And man, it's it's fantastic. I, I think people are really making fun of the flyers for this. I have kind of a hot take on this one, which is that I kind of like it. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. He's like very overweight and awkwardly shaped and hairy. And his name is Gritty, which I think is a fantastic name for a Philadelphia mascot. So I am all in on Gritty. It's a little throwback yeah. with the Gritty name. Totally. It's probably a little nod to the analytics crew. 
<laughs> that, exactly. It's all uh, gritty is all about analytics. Yeah, if you can measure it, yeah. Gritty sure. plays the game with a big bag of knuckles in front of the net. I will tell you that That's right. right now. That's right. There's no question. It's about perfect that. for Philadelphia. You know, there, there was we haven't well, there was a picture of him with skates on ice, so I I don't know with his proportions. Oh, it's how not that's just an work. image. It's not just an oh, image. Is there actually I've video? Skate. I missed the yeah. video. I believe he's already had a wipeout, though. I think they. Of had, course. On my way over here to record, I saw a video of him shooting <laughs> off a t-shirt cannon immediately falling on his backside. So. <laughs> That's that not a great perfect. start for Gritty. He's okay. going to scare small children. <laughs> yeah. But I think he will bring a lot of entertainment to the to the Flyers fans. My, my favorite thing of today was the their biggest rivals in Pittsburgh, the Penguins. Their official Twitter account had some fun. They retweeted the the unveiling tweet, and they all they just had a very simple response. And it just said, LOL, comma, okay, <laughs> which I thought was pretty great <laughs> for, your, for your, your divisional and most hated rival to weigh in on your new uh, scary mascot. So Gritty is not striking fear into the hearts of the – the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't think so, but not that they have the best mascot either, but it looks kind of like a Muppet. <laughs> well, what do you think of uh, the the Vegas uh, mascot? The oh, it's horrifying as well. I yeah, don't know I what thought that, that is. was pretty I don't horrifying. Know what it is. It's like a, a Gila monster or something. It's yeah, got chance. like weird yellow chance. scales. That's his right? name. Chance. Yeah, chance. Yeah. See now, see, Chance is into analytics. <laughs> yeah, Chance. That's right. Chance. <laughs> He's all about scoring. Scoring chances. chances. <laughs> ah, right, right, right. They play a different style. Chance and gritty. I, I really, you know, we're going to get into the Seattle news next. I can't wait for a couple of years when we're having an hour long podcast about whatever the the Seattle who's its mascot ends up being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, care to comment on that? <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny those are discussions are happening. Do you have a Do you have a Do you have a post coming up about the different the names? Or different <laughs> animals yeah. or creatures that we'll see. You know see. me and names for yeah. sure. <laughs> Actually, before we go into anything, John, let's touch on that really quickly because I've heard you say before that you really hate getting into the conversation about what the team name will be. And I bet that's a question that you get asked a lot as the man behind the NHL to Seattle Twitter sphere and blog and everything else. Why don't you like getting into that conversation? Well, for years, it's been kind of putting the cart before the horse. I always put the analogy of like determining where you're going to spend your money if you win the lottery. Right. Let's win the lottery first. Okay. Because the odds are pretty slim and and I just want to get a team. Secondly, I don't want to get married to anything. Like there's so many names out here and it's the most divisive subject in the community. I'd rather just kind of let everybody else have it out and be happy with whatever we get. I know that sounds weak, but that's just me. I'm just going to be happy for a club here and just want to see some hockey. I don't really care what you call it. And I'm with you on that too. I I don't, I haven't wasted too much energy or spent too much energy on the name. Uh, I think we're all hockey fans. We're all going to like the team, no matter, we're all going to root for the team, no matter what their name is. You know, I can't imagine being so amped for to get an NHL team here and then say, well, I don't like the name, so I'm not going to support it. Be called the Seattle hockey guys. And I'll still, I'll still be there. Seattle (laughs) HC. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like Seattle crap weasels. Would yeah. you get behind that? <laughs> go uh, crap weasels. Go. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is coming from a guy that spent most of his adult life and childhood life uh, cheering for a team called the Wild. So yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah. Anyway, we we should get into the real NHL news here because our Seattle listeners, I'm sure, are just dying to know what happened today. Uh, All three of us were in attendance, you guys longer than I was at the city council meeting. I unfortunately had to duck out before the actual vote happened, but I got to see some interesting fireworks from the city of (laughs) Seattle and what goes on at a city council meeting. But do you guys want to kind of uh, fill in our listeners on what transpired today? Well, it's, you know, I've been going to these city council meetings for you know, close to seven years now. Um, this one, like we we commented last week, everything looked good after the co- it was voted out committee, and this was really a, a dramaless vote. Um, just a lot of high fives, fist bumps, 
you know, and hugs, really. Vote went 8-0 in favor of, of the arena plan, uh, which is no surprise. I was actually pretty impressed at the hockey turnout. Um, middle of the day, you know, a bunch of people reached out to me. There was no, there was no kind of call to action, get in the city council meeting. Meeting. They just, they just came. Like UW, UW club hockey team. They had about six people there. The Washington Wild was there. bunch of, a bunch of other hockey people from the community were there. Um, I think I saw somebody in a Thunderbirds jersey. It was, it was just really uh, kind of a celebration. It was fun, you know. And then from OVG side. Tim Lewicki was there, NHL Seattle, uh, Todd Lewicki was there, a bunch of people from the actual um, NHL Seattle office here. Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett, was Dave there, Tippett yeah. yes. It was just a, kind of a, a celebratory moment. You know, if I wasn't playing hockey, I'd probably be at a bar right now celebrating <laughs> But um, that's, or or podcasting with you guys. Yeah, um, but, totally. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a nice tip of the hat to the to the process. And they had an aggressive timeline to get all this done. People that have been following uh, Seattle City politics for a while have always kind of commented about, oh, the Seattle process takes so long. It's never going to hit the timeline. Well, they did. They had an aggressive timeline from the beginning. A year and a half doesn't sound like too aggressive, but it is here and, and they nailed it. And so now it's, now it's in the NHL's court. Yeah, and you think about, you know, if you follow this for a long time, for the last 10 years or so, there's been so many crazy things that have gone on in this arena endeavor. And uh, to think that we're finally past that. And, and uh, you know, it always felt like the, the just the city and nothing against the city council members or the city council, the mayor, but just the whole, the politics of it was always getting in the way. And at times, you know, your, your faith was kind of uh, in the dumps where you thought this was never really going to happen. So to sit there in that room and hear them say, ain't nothing that we all unanimously passes it is kind of amazing to think that we're here and that that what I always thought was the biggest hurdle was getting a city to, to okay something, anything, um, even though it's being privately funded. So it makes sense that they're doing it. But there's still the fact that the city council, there was no dissenting votes. There really was no, during the public comments, the ones that were talking about the arena anyways, there was no negative comments either. Everybody was there to support it. <clears throat> One interesting thing that I noticed is after the, there was a press scrum after, afterwards with both like wikis, Tim and Todd. And it was the first time that I've really seen the two of them appear together where you started to see a really clear uh, uh, delineation where Tim Lewicki answered all the questions about the building and Todd Lewicki answered all the questions about the NHL. So I think we're, that's really where the split is going to be now. Tim Lewicki's OVG, that's the building. Todd Lewicki's handling the NHL as far as expansion. He's leading the, the, the group that's going to go out there next week. So it was in the past, they've kind of both blurred the lines there. And when you see them at press conferences, that was something that kind of stood out to me. I think today was a good day to kind of start that separation. So as far as next steps, though, the NHL Seattle uh, group presents to the NHL on Tuesday to the Executive Board of Governors. We kind of covered that in the last podcast, but just as far as next steps, that's what's happening. And then we should hear something out of out of the NHL tomorrow, or um, excuse me, next week after that meeting. You know how it went. Hopefully, something positive. But we, like we said last week, due diligence, still some process, blah blah blah. Basically, with a with a vote expected in December on on if they get it or not. So, I mean, things are you know we're all optimistic here, um, but you know until that's kind of finally awarded. You know, there's reasons to follow the process at least um, and, and waiting to hear if we hear anything kind of confirming that we think this is in good shape from the NHL next week, but that'll be next week, I guess. So was there a big cheer from the from the city council meeting when they announced Nate's? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. A big yeah. round of applause, which you don't normally hear at city council meetings. Yeah, yeah it was pretty yeah. – it surprised me, right? Because, yeah. you know, I was hoping for a cheer. I was cheering, <laughs> but like everybody started to erupt. So it was pretty cool. Um, and they, they – and it was – it went on for a while and the city council kind of – you could tell they were taking it in because yeah. the <laughs> last time they had a big vote on an arena – It was anger and it torches. It was anger and, and yeah. <laughs> 
like pitchforks. Well, this is in the same meeting where a lady had just been yelling at them moments later, moments earlier about somebody defecating on her door. So yeah, so among they probably appreciated a yeah, little applause. <laughs> I do feel so. There, there was a pretty robust agenda today. There were 28 items on their agenda. The NHL, the, the arena was the first one, thankfully. But I do feel bad because as soon as the vote happened, about 80%, maybe 90% of the people there got up and left. Yeah. And so they were still – we were all – everybody hanging out. There were interviews. There were press conferences happening or media scrums. And the city council was still going on about their business. And we probably left an hour after the vote and they were still in there, still discussing and voting on uh, initiatives. So, But I kind of feel like you know, like they had this big event and everyone left after the first it was a big ticket. <laughs> Maybe they should have put it at the end just to uh, make sure everybody stayed. 28 the items, though. That would have been <laughs> – <laughs> we would have been there for we'd probably yeah. still be there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, it, just incredible news. It does I, – I can't take credit because I'm relatively new to the cause. But for those that have been working on this for so, so long, I can definitely see it just, it just feels like real progress is being made and something good is coming very soon. All right, so getting back into kind of our general hockey talk, and we won't talk about mascots or the senators <laughs> anymore. But Unless the senators do something dumb between now and next week. Yeah, so st- set your watches. Or, set, or yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> set your watches because it is like clockwork. Uh, we obviously are in the midst of NHL preseason, which take it or leave it, it's, it's hockey, right? It's something to look at. It's a little bit funky to watch at times because like I was watching a particular game between a team that I promise I won't talk about every, every podcast episode. So I won't even <laughs> name them. I'll just say it. But no, I'm not turning this into a Minnesota wild podcast. I promise. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. This particular team uh, that I'm not naming uh, was playing against the Colorado avalanche. The home team will say had basically <laughs> their entire regular team dressed and the Colorado Avalanche that was visiting them had maybe one regular player. So of course that game ends seven to nothing. And it's like, it's like, what am I watching here? Like, should I be happy that these guys are blowing out the B and C teams? Or I wish they had some sort of a like formula for when they're going to dress certain players to make it a little bit more evenly matched to make the hockey a little bit more interesting. But I don't know. I mean, I get the point of preseason hockey is just to get certain guys ready and they have to do it at their own pace too. So I wonder if there's any coordination ahead of time with the teams it doesn't sound like it but i don't think so doesn't you, seem like there is but it yeah. could be like thing. hey we're gonna start like half our starters just fyi or but i guess i mean when it sounds like the minnesota wild a team going against the colorado eagles yeah um <laughs> probably doesn't sound like a very coordinated effort no but. certainly not that one definitely did not look like a coordinated effort i'll say and, and a lot of teams i mean teams may treat the, these games differently too like colorado may want like, hey, let's get some of our young guys some experience at this level. Even if they're losing 7 nothing, that's still some experience that's in an NHL game. They're going to play against NHL players. And for their own development, they, they may be more, more interested in getting some of their younger guys, their prospects, a look, which is what I've enjoyed most about the preseason. Yeah, for yeah. the future. Yeah, and I'm, I'm keeping an eye on those prospects too, especially with the Seattle ties, right? Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. they played at the Thunderbirds or um, the Silvertips and even Dylan Gambrell. I've ta- I'm, I'm, I need to work him into every podcast. Yeah, that's, that's your guy. Deal. That's, <laughs> my, that's my Minnesota Wild. Um, <laughs> The, so. the cool thing that I didn't realize, I just by chance discovered it, is I get the NHL TV package, and I just I just I didn't think that they would show preseason games, but if the game is being televised somewhere, you can you can get them. So it's been kind of cool. You can you can watch a wide variety. Like I saw former Thunderbird Scott 
Menzer playing for the New York Islanders on my TV the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't realize that that was something they did. I don't know. I never guess I never looked before. But uh. it's funny. I've I've been looking at NHL TV and looking for the preseason games, and somehow in a span of four or five days, I watched three Toronto Maple Leafs preseason <laughs> games. And I'm not even a Leafs Are you a fan. Leafs I'm not fan? a Leafs fan. They just happen to be on, or the other games were during intermission or something. And so, and and Tavares was in each every game that he that he and played. He's played so, well too. He's been he scored yeah, goals first game. Yeah, Andy. All right. Twitter kind of exploded a little bit when he scored the first goal. Of course. Oh, that's really <laughs> surprise. I mean, do you think a guy like John Tavares got though that's coming to a team like the Leafs, right? Do you think he wants extra games and is going to put forth a little bit more effort than somebody else who has been with the same team for several years? Probably. I mean, he might want to get to know his line mates a little bit better and get to know, you know, who the guys he's been playing with. He hasn't played with these guys before, you know, New York forever. It, it would be interesting to look back. I haven't, we haven't done this, but I'd be curious to see how many preseason games he, he historically played in New York, maybe fewer because he was a little more comfortable with the team and his teammates. Uh, you know, you practice, but the games are always different. So it makes some sense that he would play in all those. And, you know, maybe the Maple Leafs went to him and said, hey, everyone's excited you're here. Let's, uh, Let's feed them a bone a little bit. And well, he, and he's got to learn the systems too, right? Not mm-hmm. that it's, those guys can't adapt pretty quick, but you know, even running the power play, I think I saw him on the power play a couple times, right? They're trying to figure that out. I think that takes some time to, to feel comfortable with where people are and how they move and where they're going to be for shooting. And maybe Babcock's just a, just a taskmaster. I don't care that you're a star. You're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think it's Babcock's like, actual choice with a guy like Tavares? I feel like if Tavares were to say, I don't want to play today, they're not going to make him play. I don't know. I would probably, I'd guess probably so. He just paid whatever, however much money yeah. you're paying the guy to come yeah. there, you know. I also think he'll, if the coach tells him to play, he's going to play, right? Yes. Like he's, he's kind of does whatever. The, I mean, he's, he's a I good soldier. If, yeah. if, if Tavares comes to Babcock says, you know, I'm just not feeling it tonight or I played in three games, I'd like a night off. I'm sure he can get it. Yeah. I mean, in today's day and age, if a coach doesn't listen to that, I hope that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. an indication of, of, hey, maybe this guy doesn't quite understand how the times are. But another team that has been getting a lot of kind of coverage and press in the preseason is the Vegas Golden Knights, who have been just lighting teams up similar to how the Minnesota Wild did against the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but some of that, because the other night they they beat L.A. like 7-1, to one, mm-hmm. and former Thunderbird Colton King Colzar had a goal and assist, by the way. But that was a split squad <laughs> L.A. team, because while that was happening, I was watching L.A. play Vancouver at the same right. exact time. So, again, like your previous example, you have to take some of these results with a grain of salt, but they have been scoring a ton of goals, Vegas has. But I but they've also been playing some split squad games uh, where they've had their, their lineup and the other team's got half their lineup. So, I mean, not that Vegas is going to be bad. I think we all think they're going to be good, but some of that you have to take a little bit of grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And that was exactly the route I was taking there was to say it's just another one of those things where you have to take every result with a grain of salt in the preseason. You just you just don't know. A team can have a terrible preseason and then have a great season, right? I think the Capitals last year ended up winning the cup and I think they went like one in five or something like that is what I saw. So that uh, being said, Vancouver's Elias Pettersson is going to be a huge star and score 50 goals and be the Calder winner uh based on the the two games I saw. That's a hot take. Hot take. Write it down. Hot take central. Featuring I, I realize it's preseason, but he's been that good. <laughs> I have seen some. I have seen some gifts featuring some nice plays, yes. a certain young Canucks player. So uh, you might be onto something there. He's got some hands of gold. So similar to how the Vegas Golden Knights have been punching the lights out of teams, Max Domi punched the lights out of an opposing <laughs> player recently. <laughs> another, was that? Another, was that fine a segue? Segue. another fine segue. Another fine segue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I like it. 
In his first game wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey after being traded, Max Domi, everyone's calling it a sucker punch. It's not technically a sucker punch because he was facing Aaron Ekblad, which, as we learned in the Russian 5 film, that's actually a cold cock. That's not a sucker <laughs> punch, right? <laughs> Big difference. Darren McCarty taught us that that a cold cold cock is when you're looking the guy in the face and you hit him and he doesn't know it's coming, right? So anyway, odd move here. I think an even odder move is the fact that the NHL chose to suspend Max Domi, but the only thing they suspended him for was the preseason. So it's like basically getting out of having to do all of your like homework, right? And then you just get to go and play and have fun when the actual game happens. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was Roberto Luongo, the Florida Panthers goalie, who called it a gutless punch. And I think the NHL gave him a gutless suspension. Like, who cares that he's missing the preseason games? He's probably probably part of him that, that's happy he doesn't yeah. play in these games we were just talking about. Uh, it, it was a pretty cheap shot. And if you saw Ekblad the next day, I mean, he, he two black eyes. He yeah. was pretty banged up. And I, I, I looked it up today. So December 28th is the first time that they're going to play each other again. Uh, Montreal goes to Florida. And Ekblad said that that you know payback will happen at a later date, which and is wild because I feel like you never hear that these days, right? No, like when when a cheap shot happens, it's always oh you know it's the next time they play, it's always oh it's water under the bridge. Yeah, we just want the two points, not a, not a factor. We're just here to get the two points, and, and that's a li- that was more of a one of the more cheap cheap plays yes. we've seen yeah. lately. So that's probably why we don't hear that comment too much. Like sometimes it's like. They go hard on the board. Somebody gets a shot in the back and those kind of things. That's why you don't hear kind of I'm going to get them. But it should be interesting. December 28th, huh? I'm going to circle that. Yeah, circle that as a, make a note on that one. It might be must-watch TV. Yeah. And, and knowing Max Domi, uh, his history, his father's history, I'm uh, pretty sure he's not going to skate away or, or, or skirt, you know, out, out of answering the bell there. You know, whether it's Ekblad or somebody else in the Panthers who challenges him, I, I, I more than can promise that Domi's going to step up and, and, and answer that. Pretty sure it's not going to be Blood, right? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to tell you. But right it now. should be in a perfect world. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you're the one who's not, I mean, not really. I mean, when you yeah, you're take no, on somebody who doesn't want to fight, right? Like that's just not how the NHL works anymore. Right. And maybe I, mean, I don't even know. Longo, that'd be pretty. Cool. Maybe Sean Thornton will come out of the front office. <laughs> there you and, go. and strap him up in so, his suit. He'll yeah, just, that's right. Yeah, come down in his suit with his skates on. Do you think Sean just, Thornton is at least talking to somebody on that team? Like, hey, December 28th, you're my guy. I don't think anybody needs to say anything. There, there's somebody in that room or a couple people in that room that want to be that guy that answers. We, we, in, in the old days, you, they might bring somebody up just for that game. I don't know if that still happens these days, but we should maybe keep an eye on the transaction wire yeah. prior to that game to see who gets called up from that's the not, NHL. That's not an outrageous statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, That's definitely a possibility yep. for games like that when you see the, the suddenly more gritty players yep. come up. Right, and then they then they're in the opening lineup. They start. They're yep. out there for the opening face, and then all of a sudden they're the mascot for <laughs> and the don't, don't mean, Philadelphia Flyers. And gritty, gritty shows up out yeah. of nowhere, and they're like, "Gritty, you don't even play with these teams." <laughs> gritty, you're in the wrong city, dude. He's like, "Oh me." Does what do you think voice? Gritty's? What do you guys think Gritty's voice sounds like when he talks? <laughs> I think that's about it, right there. Oh, I'm Gritty. Hi, guys. Uh, I don't have a gritty voice. What, Sorry. what mascot do you think is going to cold cock Gritty? <laughs> <laughs> the penguin? They're the rivals. The penguin. Somehow, I think the fanatic will get a little yeah, bit jealous of all the attention. Well. Be, yeah, I was thinking be. it was. I think it was fanatic might just go across town, cold cock, gritty right in the face. When he does it, his eyes are going to spin spin around <laughs> so much they're going to actually fall out of his head. <laughs> and he'll say, "This town's not big enough for two of us." No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, remember, when we said we weren't going to talk about mascots anymore. It's hard here's, not to. Yeah. Well, here's a here's a hot uh, topic that I promised we wouldn't kill to death. But let's talk about goalie equipment. <laughs> Again. What do you guys think? 
My bingo card is almost full. Yes. Goalie equipment and the Minnesota Wild. Well, Dylan Gambrell is your free space. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, this is, I saw, I promise this is the only thing that we'll talk about, but I needed to mention it as a quick follow up to last week's conversation. Cause remember, I said that the next frontier is the pads, right? And how the some of the companies are able to screen prints directly onto the pads. So, Auntie Ranta comes out with his new set to match the third jerseys that the Coyotes have, which is the, the old school uniforms that they had, the black and maroon and uh, like beige color with that crazy trim. And he's actually got the logo printed on it with the with the trim going down the bottom. Oh, it is just, it's so good. It's, it's from the sharp, Brian's yeah. company. Oh, it is real sharp. So, and it went it went viral on Twitter. Oh, that's, viral, huh? that's how good you know, or that's how you know this is must, a good must be legit. Setup. People love oh, yeah. goalie pads. It, it made me think, though, because you mentioned, we talked about last week about Lundquist had the Statue of Liberty on his pads, yep. kind of split in half. Looking ahead, like whoever the first goalie of the Seattle Hoosets is should have like the Space Needle on on his Ooh. pads. Cut in half, just similar to, way, similar to the way Lindquist does. So NHL Seattle, if you're listening, you know, my referral fees and yeah, yeah, that. Cheap. that one's free. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe a little Mount Rainier, oh, no, like no, it's motif not free. kind of a I thing. I didn't think Andy was that much of a hot takist. Man. <laughs> Yeah, when well, you're talking mascots and goalie pads, I know man, off. you're you're definitely a hot take. It's <laughs> a very serious <laughs> topic. Called her, called her trophy. Yeah, well, that was yeah. that was a bunch of BS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have oh, to really? believe that. <laughs> so on that topic, we because we mentioned the third jersey there. There's been some new third jersey unveilings, and there was one particular third jersey unveiling that happened this past week that I thought was interesting. And John, I thought you might have some thoughts on it. Did, did maybe you have tears in your eyes when you saw this? <laughs> Not quite tears, but I got on NHL.com and took a look at how much they would cost. But uh, <laughs> it's the San Jose Sharks. They call it the – it's their third jersey, and they, they've always worn black for their third. But this is – they call it the stealth jersey. So it's got like even deeper black. And Stealthier. it's funny. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of my NHL to Seattle jerseys, which that are does. like black on black. And it's it's pretty cool. They, I think they marched Carlson out during intermission to wear I'm it. a preseason like game. He skated out. It was out. pretty funny. Well, like, that's see, how this, he... was, this was the part that I meant probably brought tears to your eyes, not the jerseys themselves, <laughs> but the fact uh, that they brought Eric Carlson out at the uh, the intermission to unveil the jersey and the fans went nuts. I thought uh, that was a pretty cool moment. And he actually wasn't even playing in the game. Yeah, it yeah. was his first introduction to the fans of San Jose was – uh, at the intermission, they trotted him out to unveil, quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes with my fingers again. You <laughs> can't it. see I that. See it. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> as they like slowly realized that it was actually Eric Carlson that was the one that was skating out to to sort of model the uniforms the first time. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool to unveil not just their hot new jerseys, but also their hot new player. That was and pretty his hair, awesome. And his hair was perfect. Oh, it always it is, was isn't flowing, it? It was great. I wonder if that creates drag, though, when he skates. <laughs> he could be a faster skater. Well, yeah, if maybe. that, what do you think, burns his beard? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, good point. Well, like I said last week, it's Orlando Bloom skating alongside Gary Busey <laughs> on the power play. So <laughs> going to be a great team. Uh, they do look sharp in those third unis. A lot of, lot of sharp looks coming in on the third unis. Pretty much everybody's going with a throwback, it seems, except for the Sharks, which is, I don't know, it's interesting. I like the throwbacks. I, Calgary Flames have it out. The Capitals announced they're going back to that kind of red and lighter blue color with the stars on it. Uh, obviously, Vancouver, the Coyotes. Vancouver has bringing back the skate, the flying skate, yes, the black and goals. They, they had actually had a fan vote. That's what pretty won. good. Yep. That's pretty good. I love those. So that's kind of fun. I love that stuff. I get really into it, as you may have noticed here. What's the, what did the Wild do? They're right doing there? no third jersey right now. Is it a Minnesota North Stars third jersey? It, it's <laughs> yeah, not. That's no, a throwback. No. And actually, I don't think that they – 
ever would because no, that's technically a different franchise, right? So they did – they have had like some Minnesota North Stars nights where like they – will have the players come out wearing North Stars jerseys during the warm-ups. And when Mike Madano announced his retirement, he came out after yep. yeah, after uh, the, the game Stars. wearing a North Stars jersey. That was a cool moment. Of course, he came back and played for the Detroit Red Wings after that, so it was <laughs> kind of moot. But anyway, I'm really on a tangent here. Uh, but yay, yeah, lots of great new uniforms and cool goalie equipment. So there this, you go. Is, this is the stuff you talk about in the preseason. You can't really break down <laughs> – you know, games or who's winning games. They right. don't really matter. They, they're like you talked before. They're they're kind of meaningless. This is what you get in preseason. You get gritty. How about let's do a little prospect talk about the preseason? Like certainly, you know, I keep an eye on the preseason with. You want to talk about Elias Patter- Patterson some more? No, you've already covered that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but but you know, Thunderbirds and Silvertips kind of still at camps, and you know. Local hockey fans that, that have been going to these games for a while keep an eye on. And, you know, Scotty Enzer got sent down from um, the Islanders, which was expected. Keegan Colzart was sent down to Chicago Wolves of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, HL franchise. Uh, who else True, do we have out Alexander there? Alexander True walked down the hallway from the Sharks to the That's Barracuda. That's right. He just, just moved his equipment yeah. <laughs> into a different locker room. Yep. All these guys could, though, could be called up at some point. Colzart had a really strong preseason. Uh, I know the Sharks really like True. So there's a chance that at some point during this year they could. Not to mention Carter Hart is still very much yes. alive in Philadelphia, right alongside Gritty, who <laughs> it sounds like both Brian Elliott and is it Neuvert? That's the other nutminder there. Yes, so, he's hurt. Yeah. So Neuvert, I think, is still hurt. I think Elliott has, is got getting over an injury. So that pretty much just leaves Carter Hart and Gritty to play goalie. Yeah. And Hart's, Hart's played in some preseason <laughs> games and he's got some good numbers. As, you know, so far he's, he's got a 1.2 uh, goals against and he's got a save percentage of 957. And Hextall, Ryan, uh, Ron Hextall is the, uh, the GM there. Um, and he actually was talking to NBC Sports Philadelphia and he said, uh, his quote is, if it's right for the team, sometimes you have to do it. And he's talking about whether or not a young guy like Hart, a goalie, can make the team. He says, I haven't ruled out anybody who's on the ice with our team right now. So not very committal, not very non-committal. You know, we'll have to see. It's The 20-year-old goalie is still kind of a young goalie. Um, yeah, and if he's not going to get minutes, you don't want him sitting on the bench yeah. either. Like you want him in the AHL being the guy. But he so. could start there if those injuries are still lingering when the season starts next week. Then you could see Carter Hart at least in, in the, on the roster, whether or not he plays or not. Yeah, and the other thing to, fo- to remember too with preseason that everybody gets so worked up about is, ooh, who's going to be on that opening night roster? And really, it doesn't matter because <laughs> they could get called up at any time. One guy gets hurt, one guy starts playing poorly, and they can get called up right away. So uh, there does seem to be sort of unnecessarily always a lot of pressure put on who's making that opening night roster, quote unquote, and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And then so. there's there's also the prospects that are that are still WHL technically would yes. return to the WHL. Right, and I think Ty nine Smith. Games. So yeah, Ty Smith. Smith is in New Jersey. I, I know he was playing tonight on Monday. Um, I, I've started to hear some people in the NHL talk about that there is a possibility he could stick, which is a little bit surprising to me as an 18-year-old defenseman uh, who's not the biggest guy. You know, he's obviously can skate. He's got fat. He's got some speed and he's Great quarterback on the power play. He's really fun to watch on the power play. Um, but we'll see. That's one to keep an eye on. That would that would be very detrimental to the Spokane Chiefs, who have high hopes this year. But uh, he's a guy that that I'm starting to hear some whispers out there that he he possibly could stick with New Jersey at least to start the game. So or start the season. So I expect he'll probably at least get his nine game tryout with them, and then we'll maybe see. I always looked at draft data and how often players play the following year, and usually it's like three or four players from the from the most recent draft stick with the team, and they're usually the one, two. 
and yeah. three guys, maybe maybe another random thrown in there. So Ty Smith was what ninth overall or no? He was further down. He was like fourteenth. Fourteenth so overall. That's even more of a surprise. Yeah. So that I mean, you you just don't see that too often. So it would be pretty surprising to see him make it. Speaking of the Chiefs, Yamamoto looks looks pretty solid up in Edmonton, and I think he'll he'll definitely start the season, and then Ethan Bear. Lightning uh, fast, yeah, yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah. He's got a lot of speed. We saw him play last year, John, you and I, when we went to see the Silver Tips play against the, the Chiefs, and Yamamoto stood out, at least in the WHL, as as being easily the fastest player on the ice. He's a small guy, uh, but definitely very skilled, very fast. Has the ability, I think, to play at the next level for sure. I don't know if you've heard this before. I'm sure I'm sure Andy's heard this before, but Tyler Johnson's mother taught Kyler Yamamoto how to skate. Like it's a, it's Did a not urban know legend that. in Spokane, but <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny to, to the connection there. So yeah, and, cool. and the other Spokane chief in play is Jared Anderson Dolan, who's still with the Kings. Um, uh, he's he's a I, I actually have always thought he was more a better prospect than Yamamoto, just because he doesn't have the high end potential Yamamoto does. But Anderson Dolan uh, plays a two hundred foot game. He's a little more versatile. He can play up and down the lineup, which I think may end up. Having a, he may end up having a better NHL career, and he can score too. He, he was a big offensive threat for Spokane. I don't know that he'll stick with LA right now, especially LA. You know, they're uh, they they kind of have an older lineup, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, I don't see him cracking that. But he's another guy to keep an eye on. Um, another be be a big reason why Spokane is a favorite. ask you guys a hypothetical here what is the one nhl team that you see making noise this year and by making noise i mean at least making a run at the playoffs that you wouldn't necessarily obviously pick to be that team well i, I keep well there's a couple teams that come to mind uh one, one is dallas stars who missed the playoffs last year, but they've got a ton of talent on that yeah. team. You know, they just re-signed Tyler Sagan uh, to a contract. Um, they've got the goaltending. Yeah, they were in on Eric Carlson too, from what we understand. They were very close to that. Um, so they're a team to watch. Uh, the other team that I don't think they're going to be contenders for like the Stanley Cup, but I think they'll probably make the playoffs is the Arizona Coyotes. Mm. I think they have quietly put together a good young roster, um, and, and I think I think you could see them. You know, the Pacific Division is kind of a, a bear though, especially up at the top. Um, but I think they could make a, a, a run to, towards the playoffs this year. And and when healthy, Auntie Ranta is quietly one of the best. Like, people just don't even realize how good he is. And when he's healthy, he is among the top in pretty much every category. And he's had a lot of health issues. So I've spoken to Kat Silverman before who covers the – the she covers a lot of goalies and also covers the now the, the Coyotes as one of their beat writers, I believe. And she was saying that when they made that trade for Derek Stepan and Auntie Ranta, Auntie Ranta was really the piece that they were trying to get there. I mean, it's pretty crazy. He's a fantastic player and he just doesn't get a ton of recognition because of where he plays. And in New York, right, he was playing as the, the second string behind Lundqvist. So, but yeah, what John Chaika has done there in, in Arizona with like our friend Emily Joe wrote with using uh, salary cap space as as assets and it's unbelievable what he's done. He's really taken such a, a new world and different approach. It's pretty cool. So, well, and I like some of their young players. You know, Clayton Keller uh, is, is fun to watch. Keller um, is unbelievable. And and they just picked up uh, Galenchuk, uh, Galenchuk, if I pronounce his name right. <laughs> um, Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Yeah, for, yep. Uh, for Domi, then, right? The Domi trade, yep. yep. And and then I'm, I'm curious to see what Dylan Strom does. You know, Dylan Strom was a high draft pick. He, he went in the, the Connor McDavid uh, draft in 2015. I think he was fourth overall or third overall. He's, you know, he's right on the cusp. He spent most of last year in Tucson in the AHL, but got a call up late. Um, he, he's a big player. He's a big center. I know that this, the problem with him has been his skating. He just can't quite seem to skate at an NHL level. And, and so, and so – 
There's some talk about him trying to move him to a winger that takes some of that responsibility of the center away from him. But if he gets going and he can put it together, that guy was a monster coming up in junior. And, you know, he he played one year under Connor McDavid's shadow, but then McDavid was gone and he he led Erie to another you know, Memorial Cup uh, appearance uh, and something that McDavid never got done there. They never won the OHL, but he got, he won the OHL. So he's a player that I that would be interesting to see if he can put it together. That's just one more weapon that the Arizona team will have. I'm kind of intrigued by uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, here. oh good one. Mine. You jerk. Did I? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's what you get for bringing up goalies. I know, second. and I opted to go last on yeah. sharing Sabres team. have cool goalie pads, John. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> checked out their goalie pads yet. I'm not sure, but they do have a new goalie in Carter Hutton. Oh, who, yeah. good, good segue. Again. Thank you. Thank well, you very much. And the Sabres are just, are just loaded with, with the young talent as well. They didn't really kind of make any strides last year. So it's a little bit, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs again. But, you know, to take the pressure off you, since you were thinking, we were thinking about the Buffalo Sabres, how about let's go with the Florida Panthers? Okay. I think Florida oh, Panthers sure. are looking good. Like them too. They, they played well down the stretch. I think they have a pretty sound te- sound team on some pretty good young prospects and forwards. And If um, their stars can stop getting punched in the face that's so right. hard. <laughs> yeah, if Ekblad can defend himself, yeah, I guess. Geez. But No, I think uh, they play exciting hockey. I remember watching them toward the end of last year, and I thought that this team's going to be pretty good if they make and the I think playoffs. Luongo can still do it, even though he's getting up there in age. I think he still has a couple years And I think they him. use Reimer a little bit, like just mm-hmm. to Reimer's pretty solid for for a number two. That's and a really good one-two tandem. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want to circle back a little bit before we move on to the Buffalo Sabres because that was my hot take. Agreed. I don't think they're going to challenge for the Stanley Cup or anything like that. But man, give them like maybe three years and they're going to be one of the top teams. I mean, they already had Jack Eichel, right? And then they happened to hit the jackpot this last year with the generational talent and Rasmus Dellian, who comically does not have a picture on his uh, his... <laughs> <laughs> on the Sabres the website. Jury's still out if he's going to yeah. make the team. He's he's going to be a fantastic player. But then over the offseason, they bring in Jeff Skinner. They bring in Patrick Berglund. They brought in Carter Hutton. So there's a lot of new additions there. And like you mentioned, they have a ton of young talent. Casey Middlestad is a, a young Minnesotan that was absolutely outstanding in, in every level of hockey that he's ever played at. And don't forget about Tage Thompson, too, who is kind of the other really outstanding player at the at the World Juniors. I want to say on that same team with Clayton Keller, if I'm not mistaken. So, But he's, he's another just fantastic young player. And so that, to me, is the team that, I, again, I don't want to say that they're going to make like a deep playoff run, especially when last year it seemed like they were much improved and didn't get anywhere under Phil Housley and uh, Jason Botterill as the new GM. But this has to be the year, right? After the moves they made, I, I feel like this is the year that they become, once again, a contender in the NHL. So who are they going to really replace in that that Atlantic division? Yeah, and, and I mean, that's the challenge, right? There's some really, really stacked teams. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in that division. The Boston Bruins are in that division. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in that division. Uh, and then you still have teams like Florida. But this is not as deep of a division as other divisions, like, for example, the Central, which that, I mean... Always comes back to the Central, doesn't listen, it? Listen, this is a, it's a division I know quite well, okay? <laughs> but think about the Central. Think about the teams in the Central, I right? Know, the, I, know. I mean, it's an yeah. outstanding division. Blues, Predators, Stars, who weirdly haven't even made the playoffs. I won't even name my team, but the Jets are one of the top teams. In the, I mean, they're a fantastic division. This is really a... a 
three horse show or three pony show, That's whatever right. you want to call it, Those right? Top in the three Atlantic. Aren't going anywhere. It's just a question of that fourth spot, which would be a wild card. Yeah. Theory, so, right? so they're also competing with 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 the Metropolitan Division for a wild card, right? So That's right. So it's not just the the Atlantic. So the, you look at Columbus, New Jersey. Are those? Do we do we feel those teams are definite playoff teams again this year? I mean, mm. they, they, I could. I, you could sell me on one of those teams slipping below, yeah, and maybe not making the playoffs this year. Columbus is kind of an interesting team. You could also sell me on looking back at the Atlantic. You have Florida, right, in finishing the fourth spot last year. I could definitely see them slipping out as much as John called them their exciting sound <laughs> noise making team this year. Oh, you're I could on. See them you're be- on. <laughs> yeah, I could see them being the one that gets that slips out and gets replaced by uh, by Buffalo there. So that doesn't guarantee a playoff spot, but. My point is they could really be in the top four. Of the yeah, they're going to contend, right? Yeah. They're going to play meaningful games in March probably. I, w- I would give you that for sure. I just think it's – When was the last time that the Buffalo Sabres were relevant? Probably around the time when Tomas Vanek was getting uh, in trouble for uh, illegal gambling. I don't even remember the last time they were in the playoffs. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time for sure. But, you know, it just goes along with the city of Buffalo and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we lost our Buffalo listeners. Yeah, sorry, guys. We're really sorry. My point is there's some teams that I think people need to keep an eye on this year. I think the three of us just came up with some pretty hot ideas there in terms of teams to watch. So if you don't have, you know, NHL TV or NHL Center Ice, you might want to get it to be able to watch these teams. My yeah, because they're not going to be on national TV. No, they're not. <laughs> certainly, certainly not. Spinning off that, what do you what do you think about in the Pacific Division? I mean, I know we're, I don't want to do like a whole preview show, but who's the playoff teams in the in the Pacific now? I mean, I would you, guess the Sharks. You, you think the Sharks? <laughs> That's a bold bold prediction. Um, hot there. take: the Golden Knights. Yes, I, I think I think Vegas does make the playoff, but I think they're I think they take a little bit of a step back. You looked at their shooting percentage last year. They they I don't know if they were top of the league, but they 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 shot at a very high percentage, and you wonder if that's sustainable. So you could see them maybe drop off a little bit in the goal scoring, but they still have some pretty good players, um, and, and I think they'll they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they're the runaway team success. Okay, last so time. so okay, let's say we got Vegas and San Jose taking two of the spots. We're assuming four here. Then who are your next two teams? Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton, I know they had an off year last year, but I, I just, I don't think you can count them out. You have both Anaheim and LA were the, the playoff teams last year, but I think I think it got crowded with Calgary and you're talking about Arizona I taking a step forward. I think Calgary could make a run. Arizona, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Anaheim dropped down. I mean, that's a, it's an aging team and they've done much to, you know, to, to improve their roster. And I don't know, I mean, how much more, how many more years can you rely on Corey Perry and... Ryan Getzlaff. Those guys are getting old. So is it safe to say we all don't expect Vancouver to be in the playoffs this year? Well, no. <laughs> it pains one of us to say it, and it's not me. But Elias Pettersson will be worth the price of admission. <laughs> okay, so, right, we'll, right. so will Brock Besser, so will Bo, Bo Horvath. Yes, There's a lot of good you. things going on in Vancouver, as much as they're easily ripped on right now. There's some good things going on up there. Yeah, so. what, about, what about the Kings? The Kings, pretty lame showing in the playoffs last year. Well, <laughs> they, they barely they did could, have they Kovalchuk, score, right? Yeah. And, and supposedly he looks they pretty good. They do have good. Kovalchuk, yep. yes. But that's a it's an old team again, old though. Team. Yes. What I don't love is – and. <laughs> Oh my God, am I going to say this out loud? I'm going to get massacred. <laughs> I don't love that they gave Drew Doughty that huge contract. <sighs> Whoa. Oh, shame. Man. I know. The horror. Because uh, he's such a good player. Like, you have to pay him. That's one of those situations where it's like you have to pay him, right? Do you have something against giving iconic defensemen really long term contracts? No, I think it always works out perfectly <laughs> well. <laughs> I would, if I could, I would extend some of them to 13 years and $98 million. But, Give them the max. Yeah. But anyway, my my point is, I just think that by getting themselves in that situation and now, because what did they sign him for? Eight years, I think, right? 
Yeah. Which, Max. yeah, that's it. He, like, what if he has an injury? Like, they're so screwed if that happens. So, I don't know. I Like, let's, let's think about the Islanders for a second, right? Like, yeah, they lost John Taveras, but what if they had gotten to sign him for eight years and Max Steele? Like, is that really that good of a thing for them? Or now are they going to go out and intelligently use that cap space to bring in several players as opposed to just one? Well, and they have a ton of good prospects. And you're right. If they sign Taveras, they need help on the blue line desperately. They, they gave up a record number of goals against last year. So yeah, you have to weigh all that stuff. You know, do you play one? Do you pay one player? You know, we all we all have seen how. I mean, Connor McDavid's a great player. That team didn't make the playoffs. You need more than just one great superstar. Yeah, because like the think about the Blackhawks, right? Like the Blackhawks. Of course, they win Stanley Cups, but now they're in a really bad situation, and it's it's not looking like they are gonna have much of an opportunity to be better than they were last year. That I can tell. Yeah. Unless Corey Crawford plays out of his mind and is healthy, but that's a yeah, big question ta- mark as well. Talking so. about the, the crowded Central Division, like <laughs> I don't see how they. Yeah, they I mean that's a there. team that has by paying these two big players on their team that have now gotten a little bit older, and then the, the other guys too, the Duncan Keiths and the Seabrooks, and right, and now all of a sudden this is a team that simply can't compete because of the cap. So. Is I guess my point with LA is by paying a guy like Dowdy, who yes, he's an absolutely outstanding player and one of the best defensemen in the league, and I'm not doubting that or disputing that. But are they now hamstringing themselves for the future because they are an aging team? They can't get out of that contract, right? It's it's a tough call though. I mean, you know, I mean, do they, if you let Drew Dowdy walk, yep. Then you get massacred by yeah, your fans. Your, your, your fans, fans probably you, walk as well. And you do take a I think you do take a step back for a couple of years especially with that aging team. So if you take Drew Doughty off that team, then you've got a bunch of old guys. And does Jeff Carter, is his, are his ankles in one piece? Like, can he even go? <laughs> and and what do we know about Kovacev? He, right. I mean, he's been gone for a while. He's 35. Is, is he? Can he still play at the level he did? And I know a particular Kings fan that's listening to this, and I bet he's going to just destroy me for that <laughs> take. But, uh, but they're anyway. an interesting team because they they do have these these, these players who have been good. Ante Kopitar is great, and he'll be good again this year. And, and what about Jonathan Quick? Is Jonathan Quick really still in a yeah. goaltender, but, but they could be a team that puts it all together. I mean, they still right. have, they still could have a run run in them. And so, if you're there, if you're looking at, do we sign Drew Doughty? You, you still have to say, like these guys have all won two Stanley Cups. This core, how do we let Drew Doughty walk? You know, we could still do it. We made the playoffs last year. We were in the hunt. And really, what if they didn't run into the Golden Knights in the opening round? Yeah, I actually thought, you know? I actually thought, thought they were going to make a poise for a good run. Just I did they had too, because those those games that they were playing leading up to the playoffs, they looked like the team to be. Like yeah. they looked like the kings of old, man. Kopitar was unstoppable. Dustin Brown was scoring goals, which he hasn't done for a few years, really. I mean, it, they looked like a really scary team. So who knows? Maybe I'm I'm way off base here with this. And I was in a playoff pool, and I picked them to go a couple rounds. And but my username in the playoff pool was Hockey Expert. Yeah, I got a tons of grief because <laughs> <laughs> that team that I had to go and going a couple rounds out right away. <laughs> You're kind of setting yourself up for that one, yeah. Andy. <laughs> anyway, all right. I'm I'm saying this: Vegas in, Ducks out, Sharks in, Calgary in, in. <laughs> and I think Arizona is kind of on the fringe. Maybe I should change my mind and say Arizona. I really want Arizona to go for. Some so time. that means for me, I have the Ducks, Kings. Oilers and Canucks out in the Pacific. Man, what a bummer for the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> if they miss I, again. I think the Oilers right. are in. But you think they're in? Yeah, I think well, they're Well, then in. who comes out for you, John? Uh, Sharks? No, Ella. <laughs> I think Anaheim. We have Anaheim out. Anaheim's out. 
and LA is out. Hmm. Wow, not a lot of not a lot of love for Southern California uh, in this room. I've noticed. Weird. Yeah, I have no. But that's <laughs> it's, it's odd that no the Sharks fan. There. It's, it's odd that the Sharks fan among us doesn't think LA and LA I have are no good. bias there yeah. whatsoever, guys. Yeah. I have no bias. All right, we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. But before we do, we had one last piece of massive breaking news. And Andy, I want you to be the one to share this because I know that you're pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah. So it was announced what early in the week last week that Jägermeister is now the official shot of the NHL. And my first thought was, why did they wait? until after Yarmer Yager retired to have <laughs> Jägermeister be the official shot of the NHL. It seems like they just missed on a huge marketing play. I mean, maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll bring Yarmer Yager, Yager back. To- they'll be like a drunk Yager like down in shots of Jägermeister and, and we'll see in some ads. I hope that happens. Yeah. And did Yarmer Yager even actually officially retire? He just like That's moved true. to could Czech, still pop up. Czech Republic. <laughs> so, there's those guys that travel around in all the different jerseys he's worn, that, those Yagers that, that we want to Traveling Yagers. Maybe so, they can get those guys for the ads. So what does this even mean? Like what does it mean to be the official shot of the NHL? <laughs> I think if you're required to do shots if your team scores goals, okay. is them. that the deal? I can get on board with Maybe, maybe put- every arena has to carry nothing but Jägermeister okay. in their, their lounges. Which means that there's going to be a lot of fighting in the sands because yes. God knows that that just Jägermeister fuels is not it. Good. It was an odd thing to have a, a, a professional sports league have an official shot. I yeah. know. I'm cringing just thinking of doing a shot of Jäger right Ooh, now. It is, they, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. Not a fan. <laughs> We're not gonna get that. They're not going to sponsor yeah, this Jägermeister podcast. Jägermeister is not yeah, going to sponsor this show. We've lost the sponsor already. But I kind of think they should put out like a Jägermeister NHL shot app and you can have like advanced stats like, you know, shot attempts. Okay. You know, like how many shots, like if you spill one, that's, that's you know, you still have possession of the Jägermeister there, but you <laughs> only, got, only got four shots on, on in, down your gullet, but you high missed dang, one. High danger shots. Yeah. High, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. Good. See, exactly. That's when you've like already had like <laughs> yeah. four. That's like, you know, you should not be doing those. You could do, like, uh, do zone entries. Like, you know, you try to buy a shot for somebody you find attractive at the bar. They uh, reject interesting. It. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You didn't get in the zone that time. Yeah, well, she's playing the trap. Or he playing the trap. That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So they should hire us as the marketing department. Is that what you're saying? Of course. Everybody should hire us for everything, John. Yeah. That's so much what we so we're now here. the marketing department for the NHL. <laughs> the well, yeah, the Seattle team, obviously, the Ottawa Senators, and the group of guys that's just the only people supporting Gritty in <laughs> in the entire yeah. hockey world. Yeah. So we, we might want to make Gritty the official mascot of this podcast. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Or maybe we're the official podcast of, of Gritty. Gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We'll have a gritty update every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's wrap it up here. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks so much again for joining us, everyone out there in podcast listening land. Again, we are available on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. So no excuse. Whatever kind of phone or device you have, make sure you subscribe and uh, make sure you download all our episodes. And uh, we would love to have you review and uh, and rate us as well. And make sure to give those five stars and we'll read it. Again, thank you so much for being here. We hope to uh, talk to you guys next week. 